another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by my fantastic co-host Phil and myself Drew. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's been pulled into a DeLorean and taken back to the year 1955. Great Scott. Great Scott. Anyway, on with the show. Um, How are you, Phil? Uh, As always, I'm doing just swell, Mr. Drew. And how are you, a little bit tired, if I'm honest. I've, I've had a three three big days. Ugh. Anything? Yeah. Anything to report or just uh, big oh, days? Just, just three three days, three car trips. Oh, wow. So today was the easiest. It was just a, a little drive out to Penrith and back this evening. Yep. For for dinner with a friend. Oh, lovely. Uh, l- last night was a Macca's run to Gosford. Oh yeah, just because that's the closest one, eh? Yep, just casually. And then the night before was a drive to Canberra and back. Fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What was the yeah. most enjoyable part? The drive there or getting there? Probably probably being there because it was nice and cold and I missed the cold. I, are you kidding me? It's not cold enough here for you? Oh, no, it hit one degree down there. It was oh lovely. Oh, my. Being in the nation's capital goodness. for a whole hour, enjoying the cold. What? And then coming home. Why the hell did you go to Canberra anyway? Oh, it's a very long, convoluted story. No, long-winded. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> no, but yeah. In our, in our limited hour, I do not have that time. <laughs> no, exactly. So, wow, wow. So, but yeah, it's freezing for me. I'm not enjoying this cold at all. I'm already too cold. Oh man, I'm loving it. It's amazing. I, I wish it was colder in Sydney, but unfortunately... No, my joints get sore... So gross. <sighs> gross. Aren't you glad you live in Sydney then? It could be worse. That's true. It could be worse. You could be in Canberra where nothing happens. Uh, and it's cold. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, shall we get crack-a-lackin' and... Uh, yeah, let's this, get into it. Allow this train to depart the station and uh, move on to the next. Indeed. Yes, of course. So, coming up first on the show today, let's talk about Toys. 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 So innocent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're going down a uh, nostalgia lane again. Memory we lane. Are. We are. So, look. Basically, I'm of the opinion that toys are not as good as they used to be. I agree. And I've I've been of this opinion for a long time, and it really hit me this evening. I was having a little wander through Target, and Target. I was looking around. I was looking around at the toys. And for the first time in a while, I, I was somewhat impressed with what they had. Mostly because there was just nearly an entire aisle devoted to new Jurassic Park toys. Wow, what do they have? They they had everything. They had... And it was mostly promoting Jurassic World 1 and 2. But they had the Jurassic Park Jeeps with a Dimorphodon attachment so that it could be chasing after you are you serious i want that i have to they go to also, the shops we have to go they to the shops. Also, yes we have to go to the shops they also had a remote controlled gyrosphere 
oh with God. Chris Pratt's toy version of himself in oh the driver's God. seat, which was so cool. Uh, they had a T-Rex that was quite substantial in size, and you push the tail down and it would roar. Oh my god. So there was cool toys. They oh, sound man. fantastic. But this reminded me of how cool toys were back in the day for us. When yes. we were the primary age for these kinds of toys. And for us, that happened, or at least I remember that being the case in 1997 when The Lost World Jurassic Park came out. Mm. And and certainly I remember in 98 going to the Easter show and getting The Lost World show bag. And I played with the toys that I got from that show bag for years afterwards. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But... Aside from my love of dinosaurs and Jurassic Park and all of that, toys were just... They, they were amazing. And and I i don't think I ever really grew out of it as as I look around my room at pop vinyls and, you know, well, other... <laughs> well, yeah, such things. Yeah, but... well, I mean, if, if I if I look at, like, like what I what I had, because I, I was very much into cars as a child, so... Um... Yeah. You know, I, I I don't think I got many in the way of um, movie-based toys so much, but I, I had a lot of, you know, car sets and stuff like that. So I had, you know, plastic car mats on the ground, but then I'd also have, you know, the, the kind of foam car mats that you can get even now today, I think. Um, yep. But then yep. I had, had plastic matchbox uh, car tracks so you could join them together and build cities out of this car track. I had those too. And it was just awesome. And you can't, it's all discontinued. And I, you know, my parents tried to add on to it for me, but then they were told it's discontinued, doesn't exist anymore. And that's well, about when Matchbox, it feels like, started disappearing and it started becoming all Hot Wheels. Yep. And Hot Wheels isn't as good as Matchbox, if you ask me, because Matchbox was real life cars. So I was able to simulate real life and I could feel like I was playing something for real. But. When I was, whenever I'd play with Hot Wheels, I'd always be like, oh, this is just like gimmicky, weird, messed up, bizarre looking cars from something like Mad Max or something. Like there's nothing, it's not everyday road cars. So I couldn't simulate, you know, mum and dad going to work or anything like that. Or, you know, I couldn't picture it and I, I couldn't get myself to to enjoy that. So I, I really liked when I used to be able to play with Matchbox and just miniature versions of reality. And yeah, toys just Why felt is- a little bit more realistic. Why is this a discussion that we've never had? I was a Matchbox kid too. I I was very wholly and solely opposed to Hot Wheels. Yeah, absolutely. And and thankfully, my my amazing mother kept the most collectible Matchbox cars that she bought me. I still have a lot of them too. And and they they're never they've never come out of the box. They're all packed away somewhere. But oh this is awesome yeah yeah i i I did have a couple of hot wheels sets as well but yeah so did i but i got them more as i got them more as birthday presents from other people that didn't know me so i still loved them because they were yeah car sets but you know like the ones where you could put the cars on a little charger and it would charge up massive battery back kind of thing charge up the batteries for that really those sorts of things and you charged up and then let it go and it would go yeah. flying across the room yep, all those yep. ones where you put them on a launcher and then you can make them flip around one of those orange hot wheel track things and yep. do the loop the loops yeah i i modified the charger <laughs> what okay tell okay so so you so you know how the charger worked by 
um, there were the two metal, um, the yep. two little metal loops on there. Yep. And you had to sit the car on it and it would go. And then you'd see the wheels start to spin and go. Yep. Yep. And then let go. Of yep. It. yep. So I looped a paperclip through each of the metal rungs because because you couldn't flip the car over on it and I looped a paperclip through each of them and then would attach the car the other way on the paperclips so that the car would then drive backwards. Well, you were clearly a smarter child than I was because I didn't even know you could... I still wouldn't know that you could do that. Yeah, because you could never mount the... you, You can never mount the car on the charger backwards. Yeah. So I just used paper clips to extend it. And then if the paper clips touched each other, they would spark, of course. Yes. But yeah, I, <laughs> the things you do. Jesus. And I kept that charger for years. It was good fun. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like good fun. Um, well, I didn't know the, you could do that. There are car sets. That was the other thing I wanted to tell you. There, there was nearly a whole, there was a whole wall at Target just dedicated to their own brand car oh, sets there was so plastic if, and crappy yeah they, they they just look like knockoffs of hot wheels yep. but do, do you remember the the little um the stock car set that i got for marcus yes 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 yeah yeah the the little um infinite loop yeah yeah so it's that range but they've got all different kinds of things and I was I had a good look at it. it. It was interesting. It's like they're trying to replicate our childhood yeah. for the current generation, but they just can't seem to nail it. No, it's deeply frustrating. Even, but it's it's see that they're, they're either trying to overthink things and therefore they're they're just missing a trick, or they're they're ah uh, they're trying to to be too basic, and it's like no, you got to find that right balance. Like I had a series of sets one was a police station and one was a construction site um and even from that the the matchbox set i had i had a a uh, gold mine version and you could just little things like you could drive the car over this rough kind of track and you could um drop you know little gold gold uh, nuggets on a conveyor belt and roll it and tip it down a chute into the back of a truck like just really basic little things like that, but they overthink it now. They try to make it too technologically advanced and put batteries in it somehow, or yeah, or, or do not enough, or make everything an add-on, and you have to add this and that to get the full function of the same set. Did you ever get micro machines? No, but I had uh, I had Meccano, which had Ooh, motors. I loved Meccano. Um, Micro Machines was like another competitor to to Matchbox and Hot Wheels, but it was more leaning on the Matchbox side. Yeah, more more realistic, and they they used to do these really cool things that literally I've I've never seen any other toy company do anything even remotely close to this. So I had what they called the Super Van City. And I still remember the jingle of the TV commercial for it as well. But what it was, it was a, it was a van. It, it just looked like a camper van, right? Mm. And then there were two little buttons on the top of the van on the side that made it look like a, like the clips you see on a suitcase, right? Yeah. You press them and the van opens up and there's a whole city inside with miniature people and cars. I know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. You yeah. remember it? Yeah, I know that. I didn't have it, but I know it. Yes. 
Oh my god, I've not thought about those sorts of things for about 10, 20, or 20 years, probably. It's just, it it's amazing, and it was one of my favourite toys, and and it and it was real sort of like real style of a city and real cars and real turns and that the cars would make in it far more akin to matchbox yeah and it was just so clever it, i've clever. never seen anything quite like it and they had a range of them but the the van one was the main one and the ad used to go super van city micro machines in its, you know, full 90s yep. get out. They, I remember there was, a, there was an ambulance one. There was a fire truck one that went, they did other types, but it was so cool. Jesus. Where are the cool toys now? It's, it's so true. Um, Instead, kids are getting brain dead because video games are, or iPads. are just getting, oh. I see two other of my favorite toys uh, oh, as a child no. were, you could get, I think it was by Tommy. It was a road system that would be on, um, uh, like a, rem- uh, 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 what is it? A wind up car or you turn yeah. the battery on, it would make a squeaky noise and it would just like roll along very, very slowly along set. So you could make like a, a, again, kind of like the matchbox thing, a car set track out of that. And you'd have the cars driving along in a normal city and things like that. And that one would, that very, very barely, is still in my brain. I've almost completely forgotten it, but it's still there. I remember the thought of it and I remember exactly what it was like. And the other cool track was again, another Tommy system was a train set where you could put the cars. It's not the sort of wooden one, the, the, whatever that one is, the, that one starts with B. I can't remember what that train set is, that wooden train set. But, um, no, it was, uh, there were blue tracks and these trains, you turn them on and they'd roll along and they would have little magnets and you could clip trailers on together to it. And the trains would be, uh, electric, and roll along. It's not the kind of nerd train set where they're proper metal tracks and everything like that with miniature trains like that. This is a very kid version of it. But I just remember how fantastically fun it was. And these two two friends of mine, mine had these two separate tra- uh, sets. And I would always just be so excited to go to their house because I wanted to play with the train sets or the little car <laughs> set. And I just... <laughs> yeah, I always wish I had them. So I'm going to have to go and do research on them now and look them up. Oh, you missed something fun on Monday. Mm-hmm. Our dear friend um, Svenja and I yeah. found a found a train driver hat. <laughs> we thought of you. <laughs> Did you keep it? No. Why not? No, we no. As in, we found one in a shop. Oh, what shop is it? I'll go buy it. Kmart. Okay, I'm going to Kmart to buy it. It was a, it was like the style of a train driver hat. I'll go buy yeah. it tomorrow, today. <laughs> Actually, we can. We, we will can. be at Broadway we will. today. There'll be a Kmart and a Target. Indeed. One of my favorite um, things is still with with toys, though, is going yes. through the aisles and pressing all the try me buttons. Yeah, I did that today. <laughs> it's just the most fun. I, I mean, Jesus, we're twenty five, but we're still to press all six even. <laughs> well, there, well, oh, yeah, there, yeah. Well, still, yeah. it's one of the most fun things to press all the buttons in a try me section. Oh yeah, it doesn't get old. Oh, it was. It was so nice. And then, of course, I went into the Lego aisle and I just felt myself disappear into nothing because I do Lego not have the money to buy any so of it. It is so expensive. I know, but don't don't you just wish you had $400 just on you to buy the Battle of, of Hoth set? Oh. Like, it was just sitting there. I, I or, just want it all. All Lego. So much Star Wars Lego 
so little money. Yeah. Hey, do you remember those things, those... Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember their names. But they were... Crap, crap, I'm trying to describe them. They looked like... Uh, they were little plastic sticks, almost. Very straight sticks. And they had different connector point things, and you could link them together. Shit, I'm just describing something. But I'm getting really carried away here with this. I remember it. It I was, remember it. And they came in like really weird colors, like white, and there were blues and reds and yep, yellows. Yep. And yeah, you'd, you'd click, you'd have to like force them to like lock together. It was almost like three dimensional, very, yep. oh, sorry, very um, uh, skeletal version of Lego in some ways, the way things would be built and designed. And yeah, they had the little click together. to connect at the end of each one, and they had connectors yeah. up and down it, and you could put ones through them as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. That's yep. exactly. I know the ones you mean. I can't I'm believe sure you got I've that. St- I'm sure I've still got some floating around <laughs> the house. Just somewhere, one of those, just a piece from it. I'm you, so glad you got the description yeah, for what I said. I, no, I know the ones, and and the and the ends, even though they had a connector on them, were curved at the ends. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know the ones. <laughs> you mentioned Meccano earlier. Yeah. Um, I went out to the lounge today and mum was sorting through some old paperwork and there sitting on the top of one of the piles was an instruction booklet for Meccano <laughs> Jr. Because I had Meccano Jr. Oh, bloody Meccano. Meccano was so industrial though. I know. Like if you think about it, like I I think I remember cutting myself on a piece of Meccano. Like Meccano was pieces of metal. You'd have miniature spanners. Like children could have swallowed that stuff so easily. Oh, see, you had you had the actual Meccano. I never yeah. graduated out of junior to uh, the blown I, one. I inherited it though. Someone that my father worked with uh, was giving it away because their child, uh, children had grown out of it, so they gave it to me. Ah. And I just remember this, just this pile of Meccano being like slammed down in my room, and just them going, "There you go, have fun." <laughs> and then uh, you just go for it. And there, like there was a motor in there and wheels, and you could make things. You could like. Yeah, conveyor belts. It's like the dream. Yeah, it was like catnip to you. It was awesome. I struggled with it. I struggled a lot with it, but it was awesome. That would have been so much fun. Yeah, and there was no instructions, so whatever the hell the set was from, I couldn't tell you, but I had fun making stuff with it. Well, life doesn't give you instructions. No, that's right. Of course, then there are other childhood memories, like soft toys and things like that. Uh, Yeah. Which will be around. I still. I still have a few. I still yep, got my teddy I? bear somewhere. Yep, there I he is at the foot of my bed. Have I have a couple still, but they're tucked away for later, for another day, for I've another person perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One day. Yes. One day. One day. But yeah. Look, some. Yeah. It feels like they want to make toys as good as they used to, but they just can't unless there's a dig- something digital with them, or there's something that's, you know. Again, or they're just, it's just a, a game as opposed to a, a toy. It's a game on some sort of platform, whether it's iPad or Leapfrog or, I don't know, something like that. Nothing's just, nothing's just a toy. No. It's very, very true. But speaking of games... Indeed. A uh, discussion I had with someone last night, i.e. Wednesday night, um, was about games. Well, in fact, it was about games being turned into movies. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about The Last of Us, the the game by Naughty Dog, the creators of, uh, well, The Last of Us and Uncharted and also Crash Bandicoot. Um, we were talking about how the plan is for them to convert such a fantastic game into a movie. And that got me thinking about other game-to-movie 
conversions and how they always seem to not quite nail it and it's never quite good enough. It's always a bit... Not hit and miss, because it seems to always be a miss with game-to-movie comparisons or conversions. I'm looking at my shelf trying to see if I own any or many or... Well, I'll I'll rattle rattle off some of the ones that I know of. I Uh, own one that you're going to hate me for owning. What? Prince of Persia. (laughs) You know, I've never seen Prince of Persia. Really? Really, really. Because it looked crap. I actually, I, I've, I have played the games. I have a did long you, time ago. Did you ever watch the Mario Super Mario movie? I love the Super Mario movie. No, it's like, a, it's like cool. a horrible indulgence. Yeah, it's a no, terrible I agree. film. Piece of crap. But even even the Prince of Persia movie, I it, it copped so much crap. But actually, when I watched it, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't great, but Assassin's was Creed a, was awful. Bit of mindless fun. I really want to watch that. No, I didn't. No, like it. no, no I, was... I don't. I don't want to watch it. You don't. Uh, no, no, look, you can watch it, but I, I, I just, uh, it's just too much. Yeah, it was a bit rubbish. It's too wanky. Just, just a bit. <laughs> I just it's too wanky. I don't know. Well, there, there's been other ones like Tomb Raider. Um, oh, there... that's become a bit of a cult classic, though. The I original like, no, Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider takes too long to get into anything, and then it's just a bit messy. And the first or the second one? No, the original. I haven't seen the most recent one. I really want to see it. No, I mean the second Jolie one. Oh, the original. Yeah, but there's two originals. The original original, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the Cradle of Life. <laughs> no. Well, that's also just a... Shouldn't have made it in the first place. Um, I, I like I like the original one because Daniel Craig was in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Daniel Craig was that his first movie? No, I don't think so. Did you watch Warcraft? No, I didn't. What about Mortal Kombat? Uh, no, I have not seen Mortal Kombat. Uh, I do. I do want to watch Warcraft out of pure curiosity. Yes. I, I would I would probably try and sit through that. What about apparently, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Well, apparently Duncan Jones did a did an all right job with it. Okay. What about Resident Evil? You watch those? Uh, I've seen a few of them. What about? So did you hear that they're going to be making um, a <coughs> a movie based on um, Minecraft? Yes. I am aware of the Minecraft movie. Of course, then there's other movies like Angry Birds. Um, they did one on. They did one on uh, um, Hitman. Hitman's such a great series. It's pretty much a, a, a you know, a, a person that has no real name. His name's Agent Forty Two. Um, and Hitman had a couple of movies. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they've had. I think they had a recent one. I remember the one with what's the old guy's name, uh, Oliphant. Yeah, him. That's his last name. Well, I don't know what his first name is. Timothy. Yeah. That's Timothy it. Oliphant. That's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he played it, and it was just, it was just. I watched it on the back of playing a Hitman game and being like, I want more of this world. Or there's a movie. Or watch it. And it was just so disappointing to watch it and hear how much attitude this this guy had when the character in the games is just such a bleak kind of blank canvas who just doesn't give a shit about anything it was just such a waste and so sad to see them do that to the character that's a shame i really like oliphant yeah ditto 
Ditto. Um, but yeah, Angry Birds. There's a game on Borderlands. Uh, there's a game on Call of Duty being made. Yeah, but, I don't know. P- potentially. Oh, and um, then there was... What was it? What was the other one? Um, Battleship? Jesus Christ. Halo's meant to be getting a film from Peter Jackson. Well, they, did, what, uh, they did a series with um, Spielberg, didn't they? Yeah, did they do it? Yeah, I, I thought they I did. I th- thought or think they were doing it. Um, da, 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 there's a game... Named- there's you a game that I one before. there's a game that I absolutely love, which is called The Division, and uh, it's to be an, properly announced, but it's believed that uh, they're already working on the script for it. The Division. Oh no, no, it got announced. Oh well, there you go. Uh, po- post-apocalyptic New York City uh, due to a virus. Very, very similar to another game like The Last of Us. Um, yeah, post-apocalyptic world. However, this game is set immediately after the outbreak and so it's still happening and it's still they're trying to contain it and fix it whereas the last of us is beyond all you know recognition it's gone there's no coming back from it and the last of us would be fantastic and i was thinking about it so the last of us if you ever see the movie logan is very similar to that and people have been saying uh pretty much drawn down the middle between wanting a movie of the last of us and not wanting a movie of the last of us because the game is so cinematic and so well told as a story it's one of my favorite stories created like it's such a great character driven story as well as being edge of the seat kind of stuff and and freaking you out and scary Uh, and an interesting take on a zombie apocalypse they're not zombies They've been infected with cordyceps and uh, spores from from fungus uh, or, or fungi of plants. So it's it's a real thing that happens to ants, but they've they've brought it into the world um, and made it human uh, compatible. So it's a great story, and the movie Logan's really good because it has Hugh Jackman in that kind of fatherly role, like what the lead in the game uh, is like. Um, and then there's the, the, the strong female young girl character in Logan as well. And uh, people have been always saying that in the Last of Us film, if they were to do it, uh, Hugh Jackman should play Joel, the, the main guy. And Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fame should play Ellie, the little girl. However, mm. I'm of the opinion that, uh, what's her name, Millie Bobby Brown should play Ellie instead. I think she's a really cool, tough little... Um, actress or actor so i think she'd be an excellent um i can Ellie. picture that yep uh, i've got your details here for the division please uh production has been announced with a director and lead actors already announced oh yeah i'm looking at it right now oh. <laughs> jessica chastain and jake gyllenhaal to star <laughs> yeah. and deadpool 2 director david leach directing oh that's okay yeah, I can I can deal with that. A Nuke Dukem movie uh, in the works. Uh, a Fruit Ninja movie. Jesus. Doom. Gears of War. Half Life. Just Cause. Let's, let's remember the Rock has done two different yeah, yeah. video game films: Doom and now Rampage. There's a Mega Man, Metal Gear Solid. Jesus. Yes. There's the Minecraft. It's even got a date. Uh, um, the Angry Birds one is getting a sequel. Yeah, I just seen that. And oh, Mortal Look, Kombat's going to get a reboot. Yeah, there's a Portal game that's interesting. That'll send the uh, nerds crazy. I, Rainbow yeah. Six is one of my favorite games. Yes, Rainbow Six is going to get a movie. 
What are they the doing? The original Rainbow Six? No, it looks more like it's it's uh, not going to be based off the original. Uh, but we'll see. But, the original uh, was awesome. But right. uh, I, look, this is crazy. Like, how, what, what are they doing? Stop doing this to games. Leave it. Games are games for a reason. Yeah. What's what's so the reason why I don't think they work well is because the games build up a core fan base based on people that like playing games. Yeah. And these people want to be told a story that's interesting or be immersed in a world that's interesting or unique or um exciting or thrilling or just gritty. They want to have this world and as soon as you you can tell that story in a game because you can go to the detail of developing the world. you exploring the world and being in amongst the world for so long and being around the characters that you care about for so long because you can. Because a game can be 24 hours long. It can be, you know, and you can play that over weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So there's so much to it. Or you can just explore the world on your own. But as soon as you put it in a movie, you have to have a very, very concise to the point thing where you can't really get the immersion happening happening no you just can tell the story and even still the story might be rushed or it might be and if you're so in love with a story like i am with the last of us for example to tell that story in what an hour and a half to two hours or, so, or something like that it's not practical it's no you got to cut so much out of it when you've when you've fallen in love with this world and this story and these characters and you've watched this relationship form or you've watched this bond between people form or just these people change and develop and become different people to see it rushed in such such a short amount of time isn't the same so i'm not surprised that game to movie comparisons or conversions or adaptations aren't very successful i'm not surprised at all no because you're trying to condense something exactly and it's one thing when they condense a book to a film yep because a book still has to work off a fairly concise structure mm. video games they don't work unless you're telling a separate story within the world yep. that can be kept within the confines i'll give you a really good example i have one blu-ray on the shelf that is a video game film Yep. Final Fantasy Advent Children. Yep. Concise story. Side story to the game. Its own movie. It works. Perfectly. If, no I, issue. I guess that, that comparison to books as well. The film has its advantage in that it doesn't need to... It can cut out the parts where it's the, the book's describing a situation. Oh yeah, the exposition is seen. It's not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so there goes. A, so then you can focus solely on the story. And although you might have to rush things, you can you can rush things through. Um, you know, a piece of music while seeing something happen or time changing uh, on screen. Whereas yeah. a game, because it's already on a screen, it's it's already allowing for that. It's already doing all that. So the story in a game has already done all that anyway. So the film's going to have to try and catch up time or make ground up somewhere else and the only way you can make that time up is by cutting story often exactly and often in a game the most enjoyable parts of the games aren't the cutscenes; 
surprise, surprise, at the part where you're playing the game. So as soon as you start having to cut out all the parts where the player plays the game and just kind of cut down to what the cutscenes are in a, in a in movie or in a game and use that as the centerpiece for the movie, well, you, you know, you've taken out the enjoyment factor of the story and things that the game breaks down in a way that it's a little bit of story, a little bit of do something, um, a little bit of problem solving, and then a little bit more story. And it it's, keeps you engaged by feeding you a little bit of story at a time. Whereas as soon as it's a movie, you get the whole thing and it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't really get to spend time with these people or see this development or I didn't get to experience any challenges. It's done. So you're not getting the same enjoyment factor as you would. And it's interesting, I bring up The Last of Us again, because The Last of Us is said to be in movie hell, which is uh, the director... It, yeah, it is a good thing. And the, the other good thing is that the writer of the game has been put in charge of writing the script for the film or the, the screenplay. Uh, and it's in development hell because they can't agree. Sony and this gentleman, Neil Druckmann, can't agree on the direction to take because he wants to say as real or as faithful to the story as he can and try and work it in his own way because it's his story working in his own way that he can. And Sony doesn't want to do that. And so they're in this position where nothing's happening with it, which is a good thing again, because it should only be done right. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're just, it's just not making progress because I think that The Last of Us is one of the few films where being that it is the writer of the game writing the screenplay, it can go well. And it's, it's good. It means that they're really thinking about this because they're not making progress. Yeah. If that makes no, sense. It's, no, it, do, it does. And that's why I think there's like there's certain video game adaptations in the pipeline that make a lot more sense because they can tell a concise story in a film. Case in point, Uncharted. Yep. It is makes, such a, to, to me, yeah. it makes perfect sense to make movies out of that game and that they could be made incredibly successfully. Exactly. Because it is I, an action movie. The game is an action yeah. movie, pretty much. Yeah. And the tact that they're taking is actually quite smart by by going the... what are, They're going the prequel route, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So throughout the games, yeah. Uncharted being a, a kind of a male version of um, Lara Croft or a kind of young Indiana Jones style kind of thing. Um, yeah. With this very kind of smart-ass, gung-ho nonchalant main character um but throughout the games they give you a little bit of a sneak peek at his past and his childhood growing up and what he did as a teenager and you know his backstory so they're doing the clever thing and they're using uh what what's his name what's tom holland tom holland yeah yeah Yeah, they're using tom holland and they're going to start the first one as the prequel bit so all the little prequel bits that you've done throughout the other games is going to be one film in one story and it means that they can then use the next three films or the next four films i should say to just tell the story which is the main thing we've seen the prequel tom's now gone a little bit older he can play on Unch- uh, or play nathan drake throughout the other ones now which is a, which is a good choice and it's, it's a, good, a good bit of forward thinking very much so very much so you get someone that still looks young but he's actually getting a little bit older and then by the time the next one after that rolls around, he'll be even older. And then it fits exactly. with the timeline of the, the film. So, yeah, it all works. Yeah. 
I hope they don't I stuff don't, that up, though. I don't know. Part of me always wants to see Nathan Fillion playing the role. But, yeah, still, you know. I'm with you right there. I absolutely <laughs> agree. It should be, it should be Nathan Fillion or um, what's his name, David Boronat, or it should oh, be. Yes. No, that's really it. Just those two. But uh, yeah, I guess it can be um, Tom Holland. For a while, they were looking at having um, Mark Wahlberg play Nathan Drake, and I don't. And although I have a huge man crush on Mark Wahlberg, I don't think he'd be a good Nathan Drake. He doesn't understand it at all. No, and it's the wrong no, he'd attitude. Play, he'd play, he'd you'd you'd be sitting there watching Mark Wahlberg. You wouldn't be watching exactly. Nathan Drake. Exactly. Whereas anyone that's played Uncharted knows that when they're playing and they're looking at Nathan Drake, they're looking at Nathan Fillion. Exactly. That's what they, just, they that's what they modeled him off of. Yeah, they modeled him off there, and then had Nolan North. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nolan North. Exactly. Yeah, oh, coming and doing love, the voice. I would love it if Nolan North could just play Nathan Drake, though. I think that would just. <laughs> It would never happen, but he is Nathan Drake. That is Nolan it's North's very, attitude. It's a very iconic voice, isn't it? It is. Or, yeah, David Boreanaz, that, wouldn't that be interesting? Because he looks like him as well. He does. He, he does. He does. I it, just, yeah, yeah, if you look at a cover of an Uncharted game, you'll see, unless it's Uncharted 4, you'll see David Boreanaz or whatever his name is. However, Uncharted 4 looks like Nathan Fillion. Sadly, though... Um, I don't think David Boreanaz will ever get a lead role in it. Not big enough. No, and and but he seems happy with it. He like he had his time as a lead when when um when he had Angel that spun off out of Buffy. Yep. He had he had his own TV show for then, what, five had, or six years. Then he had and bones. he still appeared on yeah. And then he had Bones with Emily Deschanel like. He's big in the TV realm, and he never made the leap. No. And now no. he's got a new show that that just came out as well, that he's also directing. Does he really? Yeah, he's. He, um, saw him directing an episode of his new show the other day, but he seems content. The last Nathan Fillion, though. Yeah, Nathan could, Fillion would be fantastic. He could totally right? do it. <laughs> the the last choice that I had for playing my favorites, Nathan Drake, uh, Victor Sullivan, also from the Uncharted series were the cast of Burners with Bruce Campbell as um, uh, Sully and as, uh, what's his name? Jesus. Michael Weston's actor, lead from Burners's actor's name's Jeffrey Donovan, playing Nathan Drake. Although they don't look very similar, it's the right attitude, right sort of personalities and right sort of um, relationship between the two to play that game. So, yeah, that was my Mm. other choice. It's a bit of a left field one, but nonetheless, that's that's my choice for that. Um, yes. Oh, speaking of movies as well. Oh yeah. Look, look at this. We're full of segues today. Um, I know, and it's working. <laughs> you showed me earlier, or got me to watch earlier on the um, Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Yes, I did. I did. I did because it's what a finally. Trailer. What a trailer! Yes. Yes. What doing the trailer. doing the Freddy fist pump into the air right now. <laughs> that was so you. I, so if you haven't seen it, make sure you go and see it. Um, yes. I, I just tell us about it, Drew. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about it. I am deliriously excited to share this with all of you. Coming out in November, Bohemian Rhapsody. 
the film that chronicles the story of Queen and in particular Freddie Mercury. This film has been in development hell for years and had a deeply troubled production. First from the early beginnings where Sasha Baron Cohen was meant to play Freddie and sadly um, had creative differences with the band that led to his leaving. However, they found a more than suitable replacement in Mr. Robot star Rami Malek. And what a, what a absolutely just from that 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 is unbelievable. That is I can't believe in some scenes it doesn't even look like Rami Malek. No, it looks like Freddy. And yeah, it's really it's you, mental. I, I asked, is that is there original footage in that? And you said apparently not. And yeah. oh my, <laughs> from God. what I read, no, that's yeah. It's just weird and Same wonderful. with the voice. Yeah. Oh, the voice. That was that was what threw me the most. So Drew Drew oh. explained to me that um, I asked him about the, the, the singing and everything like that. And he said, no, apparently there's a fusion between Rami Malek and also Freddie Mercury in there. Oh, my yep. God. It just... Oh. My God. It's just going to be fantastic. When you have the band right there with you working on it all, though, that yeah. would help a lot. For sure. But yeah, and look, the, the production troubles didn't end at the recasting either, unfortunately. Um, director Brian Singer of um, of note from making the X-Men films yep. was fired toward the end of production. Was he really? He really, yeah, he... Why? He wasn't, he wasn't showing up to set. Oh, what the hell? Some erratic, some erratic behavior around the Thanksgiving period last year. Apparently it was owing to um, the health of one of his parents, he claimed. But there was, there were a lot of inconsistencies in it. And next thing we know, he got fired and replaced with another director i can't remember the name of the director that replaced him but it was the guy that directed um hugh jackman and taron edgerton's eddie the eagle right yeah wow i i so, find that yeah. yeah startling like normally it's not a director to they're kind of leading this ship so for them to be the one that cops out and there's up. been a lot of director replacements, though, in the last few years. It's become but, but, the thing to do. But that feels a little bit more like it's been down to creative differences between the studio and the director, or between writers and director, or actors and director, yeah, or something, not, or producer. Not down not, to just, you know, misbehaving. Yeah. Or la- lack of, seems, or incorrect attitude. Seems a bit odd. Um... There was one exciting thing to share with you about the casting of this film, and I've got to find it quickly so I can tell you. Of so, course, while, while, while you're looking for that, actually, really quickly, I, I'm still yeah. disappointed that it isn't Sasha... Car- uh, Sasha... Say his name. Sasha Baron Cohen. That's it. I was getting it confused. I was getting it, t- it stuck in a brain freezer, brain fart. Um, yeah, I still think... I'm disappointed that he's not in it. I think that Rami Malek's done a fantastic job, though, but I, 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 I even asked you... I was surprised by the fact that this was that same project. So I'd heard about that project ages ago, like so long ago, and I didn't think this was the same project. But, of course, 
Yeah, it turns out it is. And yeah, uh, creative differences, the way they wanted to go, the direction that they wanted to take it. I'm a bit disappointed that it's not um, Sasha Baron Cohen, but uh, yeah, no, I... Um, Rami's done a fantastic job though it looks awesome I can't wait to see it well you'll be um, you'll be very excited by one of the cast members at least yes um, so playing one of the members of the band portraying John Deacon is Joseph Mazzello <laughs> now for those of you really? out there that are unaware of who this is Joseph Mazzello was little Timmy Tim in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Tim is in the. I've seen him in one other. No, two other things. The Social Network? He was in The Social Network? Yeah, he played Dustin. Then I've seen him in three things since. No, the other G. one was I. The Joe Pacific. Retaliation? No, I haven't seen him in that. I've seen him in The Pacific. Yep. Uh, and I've also seen him in. Uh, there was a kids' movie where the boy next door was really sick. And he was the boy next door, and he'd. He made friends with, yeah, his neighbor. I can't remember what the hell it was. It was a movie the that cure? I watched one day. What? The Cure? Was that what it was called? Maybe. I don't know. I'm I looking don't know. through. Yeah. The... I just remember watching it one day when I was homesick from school. But wow, Joseph Mazzello's in it. Yeah, playing one of the leads. Um, now, yeah. the other fun little thing with this, I found the name of the director that took over, Dexter Fletcher. He's um, he's an actor who's transitioned over to directing. He's got another project coming up. Now, I said before that he directed Hugh Jackman and Taron Egerton in Eddie the Eagle, but he's got another film coming up called Rocket Man, the story of Elton John's <laughs> life, with Taron Egerton playing Elton. <laughs> Jesus, everything is coming up. Dexter. Yeah. Dexter Fletch. This is awesome. Dex Fletch. But yeah. So many good music based films. I love this. It's fantastic. It's exciting. What what that's yeah, really, really good. Really good. Good but time. But the world of Yeah. The the world of music is having hit after hit right now, and no greater hit could be noticed than the number one trending video on YouTube right now. Yes, indeed. For the indeed. Last, yeah. Absolutely. And in fact, on that, I think that it's, uh, despite the fact that it's slightly early, doesn't matter. Um, I'd like to get us to go to our sick Kent of the week, if you don't mind, Drew. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, of course, as always, if you'd like to be on the show, um, drop us a line at our Facebook page, Kent, uh, what the hell's our name? Uh, Kent and the Steering Team. Forgot what it was called there. <laughs> What's our name uh, again? <laughs> What's that name? Uh, yeah, if you're on the show, you are in a very good shot of winging, winning uh, the Sit Kent of the Week if it's your first uh, episode or for some lucky one's second episode as well. Um, but of course, this week's course. winner, straight to the winner, um, Tadish Gambino. We've got uh, Donald Glover with his... Oh, how, what do you? Yeah, number one. I don't song. even know where to begin. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah. de- how to describe it with with this unbelievable song. This is America. If you haven't seen it or watched the trailer, or the, watched the uh, film clip on YouTube, I suggest watch the film clip as well. Uh, number Drew, one, I listened number to it one trending. It. Number one trending. One hundred twenty-seven million two hundred sixty-nine thousand eight hundred eighty-four. Views oh, that's ridiculous. Watching it now, if I review this, it's probably a shit ton more. 
what an awesome how the hell do you what how do we what 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 do we say it's awesome. i don't know what to it's say it's so good it's unique it's wonderful it's it's so much him and it's I, I love the way it brings you into a false sense of security with this lovely kind of cultural you know oh yeah uh, friendly vibe and then boom it goes into real like just real um grit it's just it's incredible juxtaposition to go from back and forth from hearing him sing to then him diving straight into that hip hop beat and that rap and you're like what mm. and you you realize that that he's singing about so much more than what you would what you'd believe on the face of it that this is warring within a culture not yep. warring against a culture yep and and uh, yeah both both the pictures uh, both both the lyrics and the pictures tell that story what you see mm. in the film clip is just powerful stuff it's awesome it really it's, is yeah i like oh and what is he he's the f- you said he's the first uh, emmy winning performer he is the first since- african Oh, that that interesting stat. So the the Billboard Hottest 100, it's the 30-something time that a song has debuted on the Billboard Hottest 100 at number one. 31st time. 31st time. Uh, He's the first Emmy winner to have a number one on the Hottest 100. Oh, number one on Hottest 100. And what year was that? Do we know what year that was? Whenever Can't Stop the Feeling came out. Whenever that that happened. A couple of years ago. It's a few years ago, yeah. But this guy is a genius. He, just... he is. Simba is a genius. First, yeah, yeah. First African-American director to win the Emmy for best directing of a comedy series. And here he is with the number one song. And yeah, it is a, it's a great song though. Like I've listened to it a few times, but that was the first time, just before we recorded, it was the first time I watched the film clip for it and yes highly suggests when you go to watch it or go to listen to it watch the film clip yeah the we'll video adds so much more depth to it yeah we will we will share it on our page yeah so be sure to check it out uh childish gambino you get our sick kent of the week by a country mile yeah and while we're at it we'll actually share the trailer for bohemian rhapsody yeah well. absolutely that I think needs we should to be do seen that. To definitely, be believed. definitely. Um, and now, now, uh, being that today is the seventeenth of May, Thursday, seventeenth of May. Um, before we head on off, we thought we'd uh, leave you with "On This Day" segment, which was debuted and then uh, rebooted by James. Uh, and now, <laughs> what are you giggling? It is. Whenever you say his name with the poison in your voice. Yeah, gotta, gotta, you gotta have something real. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, enlighten Enlighten us with what happens on this fantastic day. So not a whole lot, (laughs) not a whole lot happened. Oh, look, I'll go through this. I've got six key points here for the day. I thought I'll just rattle off the six. This is in Spanish. This isn't going to go well. Uh, 1527, Panfilo de Navares departs Spain <laughs> to explore Florida with 600 men. By 1536, only four survive. Wow. 
That's actually not very good. Um, seventeen ninety-two. Twenty-four merchants from New York stock. Uh, sorry, Jesus. This is the third time I've read this, and the third time I've got it wrong. Nineteen seventy-two. Twenty-four merchants form <laughs> the New York Stock Exchange at seventy Wall Street. So there you go. That's where the that's where how Wall Street became the financial capital, and also became the New York Stock Exchange. In 1803, John Hawkins and Richard French patent the reaping machine. What is a reaping machine? I don't know, but it sounds terrifying. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, in 1973, Senate Watergate Committee begins its hearings. Yes, this was uh, televised uh, hearings for um, Watergate. Why the hell is it... I'd asked you this before. Why the hell is everything called something gate now? I don't know. <laughs> why can't it just be Watergate and move on? Like, why isn't it... Like, Watergate is one thing. It's not it's two separate words. It was one word. So I don't understand why. I know that it is a... What's the word? Uh, met, metonym, metonym, met, metonymy. <laughs> it's a metonymy. That's what using <laughs> gate is in from Watergate. <laughs> You would have looked it up. Yeah, I had to because I didn't know what the hell the I didn't know what the word meant. But now I know it's a. That's fair. Me, monotin, monotonomy. I don't know. Uh, in two thousand four, James will be hating this. I'm butchering his segment. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm drinking my saliva now. In two thousand four, Massachusetts becomes the first U.S. state to legalize same-sex marriage. Well done, Massachusetts. Well, Boston. I didn't think oh, okay okay good good for them that's good of them and in 2014 the center-right hindu nationalist party the bjp wins landslide election victory in india and that was this day uh in history were there any very... birthdays or or deaths or anything no they're just the main kind of landmark dates but nothing that's no, there's nothing that's really ah oh god like did you go to Wikipedia for it? No, 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 no. I looked it up properly on, on Days in History websites and everything like that. Um, oh. In... T- 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 what's this? Apparently in the year... What the hell? In 218, it's the seventh recorded perihelion passage of Halley's Comet. In 352, Liberius begins his reign as Catholic Pope replacing Julius I. Um, Edward Stafford, third Duke of Buckingham, is executed for treason. Yeah, there's nothing really very exciting. Today is a bit of a dull, a dud day. That's okay. That's okay. They Not every be, day can be special. Maybe, they can't all maybe... be winners. Oh, I can tell you what I posted on Facebook on this day. Ooh, <coughs> that's exciting. Oh yeah, because you just get to listen to absolute dribble coming out of my brain. Um. I said on this day, um, goodness, nothing. I've not said, I said Moomin. Four years ago today, I said Moomin. Moomin. You, you know Moomin? Do okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put a, fa- a picture of Moomin up on our Facebook page as well. Moomin are great things. I said, good after Moomin all. Hope you're ha- all having a Moomin-tastic day. Also, I want tiny teddies with chocolate on the back. Okay, That's you good. every day. Yeah, and then also... Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Seven years ago, I said, just watch the Space Shuttle and Endeavour launch. That's the last of them. And that was the last of them. 
That was the, the that there was the last space shuttle launch that uh, happened on this day. I know. I know. In fact, that was on the sixteenth, and we're recording on the sixteenth. So that's right. That was what I said on the sixteenth. Yeah, and that was it. That was all I had to say. That's fair. Well, it's been exciting. <laughs> yes. Actually, actually, it is exciting that you know, twenty four hours from now, um, it will actually be Thursday. It will yes. be the day that this show is up. And more importantly, we will have seen Deadpool 2. Yes, we will have. And we'll have our review for it next week. Yes. Yes. We will indeed. And hopefully we'll have a video review before then. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. I'll bring the tripod. Don't say that sounds inappropriate. Anyway. <laughs> thanks Thanks for tuning in. Um, DJ Quad's there. Jeez, I don't know if I have to pick a new song this week or not. Anyway, whatever it is, you're listening to it. And... Uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, Sick Kent of the Week and also all the other segments. And uh, we are. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah, all about Kent, uh, Kent and the steering team. Yeah. Yep. 